0: Welcome back to At The Buzzer. I'm your host, Andrew Lobleyner. joined alongside my co hosts Tyler Fratel, Dean McCollum, and Campbell Klein. And today, we're going to review the AFC, and we're going to do a quick off-season review, plus the draft. A lot has happened recently in the NFL, and we're going to touch on some things in the AFC. So first, we're going to start in the AFC East with the Buffalo Bills. Um, I would say a pretty intriguing off-season signing was that they signed Mitchell Trubisky, to a one-year deal to be their backup quarterback to Josh Allen, they also made some solid signings like wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders. They re-signed wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, they also signed Matt Breida, former Niners running back, and they also signed Matt Milano to a big four-year, forty-one and a half million-dollar contract extension. So he's now a very wealthy man. And then in the draft, their top their top pick was Gregory Gregory Rousseau uh, from the University of Miami. Uh, he's had off the field issues, but has a lot of talent. They also drafted Carlos Basham, uh, someone Campbell struggled to pronounce his name, but I can tell you this. He is very, very good. I think he might be, I think he might be a sleeper in this rookie class. And outside of that, they didn't really make any huge picks. They drafted a couple offensive tackles, uh, and and some defensive backs, but what do you guys think of the Buffalo bills off season so far?
1: Um, so I'll start here. I don't feel like there's too much to talk about, uh, for the Buffalo bills, but first of all, obviously, the Mitchell Trubisky signing is just to provide a veteran presence just in case Josh Allen does, does get hurt. There's no way Mitchell Trubisky will threaten Josh Allen because Josh Allen will be an MVP candidate this up, uh, this upcoming season. So yeah, that's my thoughts on that. And I feel like the signings of Matt Breda and Emmanuel Sanders are—they're just two players, veteran presences that will, I think, will just provide more depth for them. Give uh, Josh Allen just another weapon. The our uh, the running back room for the Bills isn't too comfortable right now. Zach Moss was pretty good last season, but didn't really—he could—he—he didn't—he never really got that running back number one uh, role. And Devin Singletary has not really been an enticing running back. Uh, for them so far in his career. So I feel like adding Matt Breida in that into that equation will be a good idea for the Bills. And then I feel like getting another wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders behind Stephon Diggs is really good because if Josh Allen has players to throw to and they're open, he can get the ball there. He has quite an arm. So yeah, I feel like a lot of the stuff that they've done this offseason has been pretty good. And then getting Gregory Rousseau and Carlos Basham, getting two edge uh, talents two players that have a lot of upside. I feel like that's smart for them. Get them a little depth on defense. Get them two players that could potentially be pro bowlers in a couple of years if they end up panning out. So, yeah, I like what the Bills have done so far and not spent too much money on it uh, either. Still have some more cap space, so that's good for them.
2: Yeah, I think the Bills definitely improved. Uh, They just got to the AFC Championship and they're improving this offseason, which is good to see. Uh, Obviously, you guys have touched on this a bit. Uh, But I really like their pickup in Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, you got to remember, not last season, but the one before that when he was on the Niners, he was he was like arguably their wide receiver one in their Super Bowl run. I mean, him and Debo Samuel, but he was really, really good that season for them. And obviously he was uh, on the Saints last year and he had sort of an up and down year because the Saints were dealing with like quarterback injuries and stuff like that. But I think he has a lot of upside. I mean, they lost John Brown to, I believe, the Raiders. And uh, I really like him. I, I really like him as a replacement. Uh, I really like Matt Milano uh, staying there. I think that he helps that defense out immensely because I, I, I saw like a film review of him and Tremaine Edmonds and how like PFF rated Tremaine Edmonds so much worse when Matt Milano's not on the field. So I think that Matt Milano's an, a very important part to their defensive core. And yeah, I, I can only see the Bills getting better this season.
3: Uh yeah, I'll keep it short on this one. Obviously, the Bills are a team that are uh, they're they're big Super Bowl contenders, a team that just went to the AFC Championship with an MVP candidate in Josh Allen, who's just growing as a quarterback. So all of this is really just tidying up. And as Dean said, I think they're gonna all they're gonna do is go up from where they were last year, win some more games, and obviously their goal is to win a Super Bowl, and they're very capable of that with the roster they have. So yeah.
1: And also, their schedule came out this past week as is as did all the other teams, and they don't have too quite of a difficult schedule. So definitely an opportunity there for the Bills to potentially get the one seed in the uh, AFC. Obviously hard with the Ravens, the Chiefs, a bunch of good teams in the AFC, but I definitely think there's an opportunity there for them.
0: Yeah, the Bills will definitely be contending for Super Bowl this year, but a team that will be contending for the division title with them, the Miami Dolphins, uh, moving along now. Their biggest signing, uh, obviously, was wide receiver Will Fuller, um, who he got suspended. I think he's going to miss week one from that suspension this past year, but he's going to play incredible for them. I think he's really underrated. Some of their other big signings, um, they just recently signed Jason McCourty, uh, former Patriot. They signed running back Malcolm Brown, who was on the Rams last year. They signed Jacoby Brissett, former Colts quarterback, to be their uh, backup QB. So some nice signings there. And then in the draft, they had the sixth overall pick that ended up picking Jalen Waddle, uh wide receiver from Alabama who played with Tua in college. So they're going to reunite Waddle and Tua on the Dolphins. They also had another first round pick where they took Jalen Phillips. I personally would have took in uh, Quiddy Pay. Or taking quitty pay if I was in that scenario as he was so on the board, but still a good pick regardless. He went to Miami, stays in Miami. They also got Javon Hall in the safety out of Oregon, who I wanted my favorite team, the Cowboys, to select. I think he's going to be a very good NFL player. But outside of that, uh they took a couple offensive tackles and a couple more offensive uh players. So they definitely reshaped this roster a little bit. Um, what do you guys think about their acquisitions?
2: I think that the Dolphins, in my opinion, I mean, there are a bunch of teams that had a great draft, but personally, I think that the Dolphins probably had the best draft out of any team. Um, Jalen Waddell, uh, I thought it was going to be uh, uh, Panay, uh, Panay Sewell there. I thought they were, they were actually going to go offensive tackle there, but they went Jalen Waddell, very, very fast wide receiver. And they also got uh, Will Fuller, who I wanted the Packers to get uh, in the offseason. So I was kind of sad to see that, but Will Fuller, super, super underrated. And they got Jalen Phillips, who... I thought was I thought is a better player than Quiddy Pay. I, I mean, maybe Andrew didn't, but uh, and then they got Javon Holland, one of the best safeties in the draft. They upgraded their uh, offensive line with the with their later picks. I think they had a really solid all around off season, and I mean, if Tua can play well, I I, I can definitely see them contending for that top spot uh, uh, in their division.
1: Um. Yeah, so obviously the Dolphins went from having one of the worst wide receiver rooms in the NFL this past season. Tawante Parker obviously isn't terrible, but other than that, they really didn't have anything to maybe the most explosive, uh, other than the Chiefs, sorry, uh, wide receiver room in the NFL with two speedsters and Jalen Waddell and Will Fuller. And with the addition of Jason McCourty, I feel like they, the Dolphins might have the best secondary in the league too. So obviously I think they became a better team team uh, getting Jacoby Brissett, too, to replace Ryan Fitzpatrick as the veteran in that QB room. Uh, I feel like, I don't think he'll threaten Tua at the beginning of the season, but I do think that if Tua doesn't play very well, like, if they're not winning too many games, they're losing games that they, sh- that they should win, opponents that they should beat. I feel like there is definitely an opportunity for Jacoby Brissett to potentially g- get, go in the game for a little bit, just give Tua a break, give Tua time to kind of develop a little more into a player that kind of, I don't know, just has more, he, he has the weapons he needs. Maybe he just needs a little bit more time to kind of take in the NFL speed, take in how fast the pass rushers get to him, how much time he has to throw. So I feel like Jacoby Brissett won't threaten to as much as Ryan Fitzpatrick did, but I definitely feel that having a veteran in the room will make Tua, like a lot more anxious about getting playing done. So uh, yeah, I like, I like what the Dolphins have done this off season. They've had, they had a really good draft, like Dean said. So uh, yeah.
3: Yeah, you guys touched on all the main points, but I'll just sort of reiterate what Dean was saying about, uh, their draft. I, uh, one pick, their first round pick, Jalen Waddle. I really like that pick. He's, in my opinion, the most dangerous player in that draft and could, could easily end up being one of the most elusive, explosive players in the NFL this coming year. So I really, I really like that for their offense and, uh, all around just added, added good pieces in places they needed to, to add talent and good players.
0: All right. Uh, moving on to another team in that division, the New England Patriots. So they kind of went all out in free agency. They spent the most money. Uh, they re-signed Cam Newton, uh, who did not have a great season last year, but is looking to bounce back. They re-signed James White. Um, they went out and got Hunter Henry from the Chargers. They got another tight end, Jonu Smith, uh, from the Titans. They also signed a couple wide receivers: Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Uh, Burn, uh, or Bourne, excuse me. They also got a couple offensive linemen. Uh, they re-signed uh, David Andrews, I believe, who was on their team before. And they also traded for Trent Brown. Um, and they also got Devon Gacho from the Dolphins. So they definitely revamped uh, their entire roster. Spent the most money by far out of any team. Um, and then in the draft, uh, I think we all know who they took with their first-round selection. Mac Jones, QB from Alabama. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether week one the starting quarterback is him or Cam Newton. I think it'll be Cam Newton, but it'll be interesting to see if Mac Jones steps on even gets on the field this season, or if and when he does. Um, with their second round pick, they also took another Alabama player, Christian Barmore, who I think is going to be a very special player, defensive tackle. Um, they took a few other uh, defensive players in this draft. One I would like to highlight, Cameron McGroan, uh who's a linebacker from the University of Michigan. Um, the Patriots, this is, I think, the third consecutive year last year they took. Josh Uche two years, two years ago, they took chase Winovich. Both have been very productive uh, defensive players for the Patriots so far out of Michigan. I think Cameron McCrone is going to be another productive player from Michigan for this Patriots defense. Um, But outside of that, uh, what do you guys think about the Patriots off season so far? And you can
1: go ahead.
2: All right. I think there's sort of uh, two sides to the Patriots off season as a whole. I mean, uh, right when free agency started, I believe, they they were just signing people left and right. I mean, on day one, they'd signed so many people. They'd signed Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith. You forgot to mention uh, Matt Judon from the Ravens. And they re-signed a bunch of guys, But uh, and they signed all those wide receivers. But I think I'm on the side where I, I think they sort of wasted a bit of their money. I want to say wasted because they still got some uh, quality players and upgraded at a bunch of positions, but... They spent a lot of money on players that I don't know that aren't that much of a positional need. I mean, they got two tight ends, maybe a bit excessive. I mean, Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith both had very good seasons as tight ends last year. And then they went out and got uh, Nelson Aguilar and uh, Kendrick Bourne from the Niners, I believe. And I don't really, I don't really uh, like those two pickups. Uh, I don't think both of them are going to like impact their wide receiver room at all, even though they had one of the worst wide receiver rooms last year. Um, Still, And also with their first round pick, Mac Jones, I don't think he's going to be that much uh, anything special in the NFL. I think that the Patriots were trying to take a shot in the dark on some quarterback. Not not much talent, but he could be insane or something like that, just like they did with Tom Brady. I mean, this is totally different, but still maybe they could have uh, that could have been their thinking. And then they re-signed Cam Newton, who I thought was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league next year, uh, last year. So I don't know. I think Cam Newton will start. And Mac Jones will come in uh, uh, maybe midway or towards the end of the season if they're not in playoff contention. But I don't know. I don't really see this Patriots team getting a whole lot better, even though they signed and used the most money out of any team in free agency.
1: Um, I feel like spending all that money on offense could definitely pay off in the future. Gets Mac Jones some weapons uh, potentially in the years to come. But I don't think Mac Jones will play very much this year. I don't know if he's even going to play. I think Cam Newton will start the year. I think Cam Newton will play most of the year. I feel like Bill Belichick wants to have Mac Jones as more of a development player, more of a project, not just throw him in right away. There are no rush to make the playoffs. They've won Super Bowls in the past. They can wait a couple of years or a couple of months to just have their franchise QB become a player that they want him to become. So obviously they added Johnny Smith and uh, Hunter Henry in the offseason. I was, I was upset Hunter Henry left the Chargers. He said he wanted to play with a good quarterback uh, before pre-agency and then left Justin Herbert to go play with Cam Newton. So that was a little bit questionable from my perspective. But, uh, yeah, I feel like they've – I like the Matthew Judon addition too. I think he'll be uh, an important player for them, kind of to help develop some linebackers uh, that they have, the younger ones like Chase Winovich, Josh Uche, and the other Michigan guy Andrew uh, mentioned. I don't really know what his name is, but they have some young defenders on their team. They also still have Stephon Gilmore, so he could potentially be traded. He's a player that could be traded to a contender that's looking for a cornerback. So watch out for that. They can maybe get some picks from that. Uh, so I definitely think that, uh, yeah, that I think they had a pretty productive offseason. They got their franchise QB. I don't think they'll rush him in, but pretty good offseason for the Patriots in my perspective.
3: Um, I sort of disagree with Tyler. I feel like they could have... Uh waited a little bit at the beginning of the off season instead of as Dean said they just threw all their money at a bunch of different places on day 1 they didn't look at any they didn't assess any of their options i think i would have liked to see what they could have come up with if they waited a little bit but uh we all talked about this for the Cam Newton Mac Jones situation i feel like the sooner Mac Jones gets in uh into real game scenarios the better i don't i don't really love cam newton as a football player i just don't think he has what it takes to take the patriots to where they want to go and where they've been recently so uh i think at some point this year we'll see mac jones i don't think it'll be at the beginning i don't think it'll be in the first eight games but i think at some point in the latter half of the season we'll see uh we'll we'll see mac jones suiting up for uh for games for the patriots
0: all right. Well, yeah, that QB, uh, situation in Foxborough will definitely be one to watch throughout the season. Um, moving on to the last team, the only team we haven't covered left in the AFC East, the New York jets. Um, they also spent some money this off season. Uh, they signed their biggest contracts, uh, Corey Davis, wide receiver. They stole him from the Titans. They also signed Keenan Cole, who was uh, with the Jaguars last season. Um, they also signed former Niners running back, Kevin Coleman. Um, and they also uh, signed Carl Lawson, who uh, was, has had a terrific career uh, on the Bengals so far. They signed him to a three-year, $45 million deal. So uh, that's a lot of money, but hopefully uh, he'll be good for them. And then in the draft, as most of you listeners probably know this, if you follow the NFL draft, they had the second overall pick. They took Zach Wilson, uh, quarterback out of BYU. He's their new franchise quarterback. They also traded up um, using some other picks that they had to take a USC guard, Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, and then in my opinion, one of the steals of the draft in the second round, they took Elijah Moore, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. I'm not sure how he dropped uh, to where the Jets picked him, but I think that um, he's going to be a very good player for them. And then the only really other highlight uh, of the Jets draft is that they select the two players named Michael Carter um, but other than that, nothing really else uh, exciting about the Jets draft. Uh, but how would you guys rate their offseason so far?
1: Um also I can't remember if you added this, but they also signed Corey Davis in the offseason. So uh that was also really Yeah, exciting. I said that first. Oh, okay. So uh so obviously they got their franchise quarterback. As I kind of touched on in our mock draft when I, I had the Jets taking Zach Wilson. Uh, He hasn't gotten very much national exposure. He didn't play at too big of a football school at BYU. Um, But obviously in his combine, his skills were shown. He was really, really good. So I think we're all expecting him to be a good NFL quarterback. Undersized, but as we've seen in uh, recent years, a lot of quarterbacks have made do with that and have actually played really, really well. So obviously, uh, they got their franchise quarterback in Zach Wilson, they added Corey Davis, they got Elijah Moore, and then they also, I loved, I loved it, I, I mean, I loved them trading up for Elijah Barrett Tucker, I thought that was really, really, really smart, obviously, they probably could have stayed put and maybe gotten Christian Derisaw, but after Rashawn Slater, Rashawn Slater, sorry, from, uh, very happy with that Chargers pickup, I can, we'll talk about that later, but, uh, I feel like going after Elijah Tucker and getting their guard or tackle for the future is extending your franchise quarterback just so they have the time to kind of of bond, create chemistry, and going into the future seasons, they'll know each other, they'll know the playbook, they'll know each other really well. So I feel like this Jets offseason definitely made them a better team. They got some defense, too, in Carl Lawson and some other players. So obviously the Jets will be an improved team this year. It's just going to be – it's just going to uh, be to see how improved they are.
2: I don't really have much to say about the Jets. Um, I mean, I like Corey Davis. He had a really good end to the season. Um, and like you guys said, Elijah Moore, one of the Packers to take him. It's okay. Um, and they got Zach Wilson, which is uh, good for them. But uh, then again, they're the Jets. Probably don't expect them to win more than five games. Uh So don't expect too much from Zach Wilson, uh, to start his NFL career.
3: Yeah. Uh, it's not going to take much for them to go above what they did last year. So I think you can expect that out of them, but, uh, the jets definitely should not be judged off of their performance this year. They definitely still have a, a lot of work to do. So this is, this is obviously not the year for them, but hopefully, uh, if they make the right moves down the road and Zach Wilson progresses along the correct path and the path they're hoping for, they have a bright future. So, yeah.
0: All right. Uh, now we'll move on to another AFC division, the AFC North. Um, we're going to start off with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, so the Baltimore Ravens, they were, oh, they were, I guess, a little quiet and free agency. Um, their two biggest signings, money wise, were both on the offensive line signing Kevin uh, Zeitler, I believe it's pronounced, and Alejandro uh, Villanueva, who they poached from division rival uh, the Steelers. And I think he had some interesting comments about how uh, he didn't like playing with Big Ben or something. But either way, they got a a much better offensive line with those two guys for Lamar Jackson. And they also signed Sammy Watkins, um, who was injured for this past Super Bowl. Um, But hopefully, I guess he's looking to make another one with the Ravens. But other than that, no really big um, other offseason signings, and then the Baltimore Ravens—they had a pretty interesting draft. Um, I think their first-round pick, Rashad Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota. I think he's going to be a really good player. I know Dean wanted the Packers to get him, but the Ravens took him right before the Packers had the chance. Um, I think he's very underrated. And then for the rest of the draft, um, you know, the Ravens—they picked a couple cornerbacks. Um, they got some help on the offensive line. Um, this is becoming a theme now. They drafted another Michigan player. This Michigan player, uh, was just in the news recently, uh, as I've been scrolling through, uh, Instagram. Ben Mason, fullback out of Michigan. Um, he kind of just does it all. He's a great blocker. Um, reportedly today he couldn't practice because he tore the, uh, skin off the bottom of his foot. Uh, so that just shows, you know, how hard he works. Um, you can go look it up and check it. Um, so yeah, I think I think he I think he's gonna be an underrated uh, player for the team. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, Ben Mason, thirty five grade on ESPN uh, for the draft. Uh, I don't know what he'll do because they basically have the best fullback in the league, uh, even though he's old, Patrick Ricard. But um, I really wanted the Packers, Rashad Bateman, number one on my Packers draft board, two picks before us that was bs and they also got jason Owe. apparently he wants to be called i don't odafe Owe. i think that's what he wants to be called now um and they also got sean i think that's like
0: his actual real name and like his like middle name or
2: something right but he wants to go by his first name now that's what i heard and they also got sean wade um i'm pretty sure i saw a video of sean wade getting toasted on bleacher report or something and like calais campbell uh uh, commented on it, saying that like he needs to work on his footwork or something. Like his new team needs to work on his footwork or whatever. But uh, yeah, that that's basically all I know about Sean Wade. Um, I thought the Ravens uh, had an A plus first round pick, Rashad Bateman. They really need a wide receiver after they whiffed on their wide receiver pick a few years back in Hollywood Brown. So I mean, I think the Ravens improved. They lost Matthew Judon to the Patriots, who we discussed earlier, but upgraded their offensive line and also got Sammy Watkins who can go off at on any given day. So yeah, I think the Ravens had a successful off season.
1: Um, really quickly. I don't think anyone's mentioned this, but they traded Orlando Brown to the chiefs. That's how they got the pick for Jason away. Um, so obviously they replaced him with a Alejandro Villanueva, good replacement for them. Veteran presence who will do a really good job guarding Lamar Jackson's blind side. So, uh, yeah, I feel like successful off season for the Ravens. I feel like, Rashad Bateman has the potential to be the wide receiver number one for the Ravens this season. Yes. This season coming into as a rookie, even I think he can get past Sammy Watkins and Marquise Brown in that uh, depth chart. I mean, obviously that's a high task for a rookie coming into a new offense during a COVID year where everything's still not the same, although it's going to be probably easier to get to know the offense of the playbook this year rather than last year. So I feel like Rashad Bateman will be a good wide receiver for the Ravens, a potential pro bowler, and maybe next year, I feel like it's possible. Uh, So, yeah, I like him. And, yeah, I feel like it's a good offseason for the Ravens. Next team, I think.
0: All right. uh, We'll move on to another team in the AFC North, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, So, in free agency, um, they didn't have too many, uh, I guess – stellar acquisitions but a few other big ones they signed a couple cornerbacks uh pretty notable cornerbacks um Eli Apple and Chidobe B. um the Bengals defense was really bad last year so those guys are definitely going to help them out um another cornerback I can't forget also Mike Hilton um who's another solid player so they really revamped their secondary there um and then they also signed Trey Hendrickson defensive end who had a breakout season with the Saints, they signed him to a uh, four-year, $60 million deal. Um, So that's a lot of money for a defensive end. So we'll see if he can continue his great play with them. But on the offensive side of the ball, no real big signings. Um, They claimed Joe Burrow's former uh, college teammate, Thaddeus Moss, son of Randy Moss, off of waivers. So we'll see if he can make the roster for them. But other than that, nothing much in free agency. Um, And then in the draft for Cincinnati, Their first round pick, wide receiver Jamar Chase, another teammate with Thaddeus Moss and Joe Burrow at uh, LSU. Um, Jamar Chase, people kind of all had him as their consensus number one wide receiver in this draft class. I think he's going to be a really good player. Um, You know, the Bengals, they needed offensive line uh, last year. Their offensive line was the worst in the league by far. That's why Joe Burrow. Uh, tour, I think is like Achilles and ACL or MCL, whatever whatever his injury was, it was like it was very bad. Um so they drafted uh I think three offensive linemen to go along with their pick of Jamar Chase. Um they drafted a guy who I have seen reports could be a sneaky, sneaky late round steal Chris Evans, um running back out of the University of Michigan. Um, okay
1: and you got to <laughs> chill with these Michigan players. But,
0: Uh, how would you guys rate, uh, the Bengals off season so far?
1: Um, okay. So I feel like another thing I, I don't, I can't, I don't think you mentioned this, but they signed Riley reef from the, uh, the Vikings, a good consistent, uh, offensive tackle from, uh, so obviously they didn't draft Panay Sewell, which was in my perspective. I don't, I feel like that was really risky because to, to have, to be successful, they need their quarterback to be successful. So, obviously, they got a weapon in Jamar Chase, someone that has chemistry with Joe Burrow. But they also need to protect him. But they did get Riley Reef to guard his blind side. I feel like they could have taken Panay Sewell. I think Panay Sewell would have been a smart pick. That's why I just think the Jamar Chase one was a little bit kind of questionable. But, obviously, Jamar Chase has quite a lot of upside. If Joe Burrow can stay healthy, if Joe Burrow can get the ball to Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase can do special things. So, obviously... This this Bengals team got better. This Bengals team, if they can stay healthy, will be good in a couple of years. And yeah, not too much for them in the offseason other than Riley Reef, Trey Hendrickson, who I like. Uh they replaced him or they replaced him from they replaced him from Carl L- Lawson, who went to the Jets. Sorry, my grammar was off there. But uh yeah, they lost Carl uh Lawson. Free agency replaced him with probably a better player than Trey Hendrickson, got some cornerback debt, so yeah, I think pretty good offseason from the Bengals. Just a little bit of a questionable pick in Jamar Chase, in my perspective.
2: Yeah, I agree with uh, Tyler, um, Jamar Chase. I thought they should have gone Sewell, um, but uh, they went Chase. I mean, he has the connection with uh, Joe Burr already, so they'll be great together from day one. And I thought Trey Hendrickson a little bit overpaid, but other than that, I thought uh, they definitely improved.
3: Uh, yeah, I agree with what you guys said. I think they should have taken Panay Sewell, but you have to assume they talked to Joe Burrow about their, uh, third overall pick and he clearly wanted to be with his former teammate, Jamar Chase. So that will be extremely fun to watch, obviously. And, uh, yeah, hopefully Joe Burrow can, uh, stay safe in the pocket back there this season. Cause I have a feeling he's going to be taking a lot of hard hits this year, but, uh, ho- hopefully him and Jamar Chase keep that connection that they had and uh, continue it in the NFL.
0: All right. Uh, moving on to the next team, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, so the Cleveland Browns, um, they had a couple interesting signings. Uh, the one that uh, I guess pops off uh, on my screen, at least, is and Clowney. I'm pairing him. I know he's had uh, injury problems the last two years, but Just imagining him and Miles Garrett on the same defensive line, that's just horror for other teams' offensive line. So that's going to be a really cool combo to watch. But really outside of that, um, they didn't have too many other great signings, uh, except they did bolster their secondary. Uh, They stole John Johnson and Troy Hill uh, from the Rams. So I'm not sure if there's some sort of connection there, but maybe they just decided they wanted to team up on a new team. So the Browns, they definitely got better on the defensive end. Um and in the draft, the Browns drafted Greg Newsom, a cornerback, again, fortifying their defense. Um and also a guy that really fell down the draft board to Jeremiah Owosu Koromoa, uh linebacker from Notre Dame. He fell all the way uh to the second round where the Browns took him. I think uh he can really be an impact player uh from the start. Uh, but other than that, no real other big names. In the draft, so how would you guys rate the uh, Browns' offseason so far?
2: I think they probably got the steal of, of the draft in Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa. I think in our mock draft we had him going to the football team. I think at like 19, whatever pick they were at, but I think it was like uh it was announced that he had like some sort of heart concern or something like that after the draft that no one knew about except obviously the teams, which is why he fell. But uh usually stuff like that doesn't really come up in the player's career so hopefully he can stay healthy and yeah if he stays healthy i mean he's probably going to end up being the biggest deals uh one of the biggest deals of the draft uh browns totally upgraded their defense definitely going to be a very scary team especially if baker can improve like uh like he did last year he improved immensely last year if he does it again they're going to be really scary in the afc
0: The Browns, uh, most people have them uh, as a Super Bowl contender, but uh, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, moving on to another team in the AFC North, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They didn't have too many uh, big signings money-wise, but they did re-sign Tudor Smith-Schuster, only on a one-year deal worth $8 million, so he will be a free agent uh, again next season. Uh, but for now, they locked up their wide receiver one, Uh, Other than that, they didn't really have any other big signings. Um, However, they did re-sign their punter, Jordan Berry, who's probably one of the best punters in the NFL. Um, In the NFL draft with their first-round pick, they took Alabama running back Najee Harris, um, who I'm pretty sure won the college football award for best running back. Uh, He's a really talented player. A lot of people compare him to Derrick Henry. I think it's going to be interesting to see how he fits in the Steelers' offense just because they lost Alejandro Villanueva. their offensive line wasn't even good to begin with last year they drafted a couple offensive linemen uh in this draft uh so it'll be interesting to see if those guys can make an impact on their team but i'm really excited to watch uh on the Steelers, and i mean outside of him there's not really uh any other household names that they selected in the draft uh that i think we need to highlight um so what do you guys think uh about their offseason
3: uh yeah, you really covered the big names, but uh like you said Najee Harris should be fun to watch this year. I don't I don't love drafting a running back in the first round, but it was a spot they really needed to fill. So uh, regardless it'll be fun to watch him, but I don't know if he was like uh the best the best pick they could have made there. And uh yeah, as you said, re-signing Juju, that'll be fun uh for them maybe some more TikTok dances, some more views on Instagram. But, uh, yeah, they'll need to to do something to impress him this year, get him to stay longer after his uh, contract expires.
0: All right, so that wraps up the AFC North, and now we're moving uh, to the AFC South. We'll start off with the Houston Texans, who are quite literally a dumpster fire right now. Um, They have the whole Deshaun Watson situation going on, um, but... With that going on, they signed two quarterbacks, Ryan Finley. Um, well, they actually acquired him in a trade with the Bengals, and they also signed Tyrod Taylor, um, who unfortunately uh suffered some injuries due to the Chargers medical staff last season. Um, they also signed a couple running backs, Mark Ingram and Philip Lindsay. They signed some wide receivers, Chris Conley, Andre Roberts, Dante Moncrief, um, and they also signed, they also traded with the Dolphins. They acquired Shaq Lawson, who is a pretty good uh, defensive end. Um, and they also signed a couple cornerbacks, uh, uh, Vernon Harngraves, Desmond King. Uh, they also signed former Packers linebacker. I know Dean said this guy was uh, pretty underrated while he was on the Packers, Christian Kirksley. So we'll see if he can keep up his uh, underrated play, as Dean says, on the Texans um but in the draft the texans uh they did not have a first round pick uh or they did not have a they didn't have first or second round pick to make it clear um so in the third round they took qb davis mills out of stanford um i don't really know much about him but i know a lot about their other third round pick wide receiver nico collins i tell you okay You guys think, you know, I was joking around with the, with the Michigan, uh, the players earlier, you know, six, seven throwing guys. but I'm telling you with all seriousness, Nico Collins is going to be an impact player, whether it's Tyrod Taylor, Ryan Finley, Deshaun Watson, like it does not matter who's throwing the ball to him. He's going to be an extremely good player in this NFL. Uh, and you guys will see that very
2: soon. Uh, really quickly, um, I think, uh, first of all, the, the Texans are down atrocious right now. Um, I, I didn't like their third round pick. Um, I texted in the group chat. Why would they do that? I know Deshaun Watson is having like all these troubles right now off the field, but if Deshaun Watson comes back. They wasted their third round pick. They absolutely wasted it. So, um, Nico Collins, I wanted the Packers to take him.
0: Uh, He's so, most likely not coming back though. So,
2: yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. But they, they, I mean, and they also got two other, uh, quarterbacks, but still, Nico Collins. Uh, I know a lot about him because Andrew showed me a lot of his film. He looks he looks pretty good. Um, really underrated. Um, but other than that, I mean, they got Christian Kirksey from the Packers. That was kind of sad, but then again, the Texans are finishing last in the division uh, if Deshaun Watson doesn't play for them. So yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I'm not gonna comment on the Deshaun Watson situation. I don't know too much about the situation. I don't know if very many like anyone. Outside of the actual situation, does so. I feel like it's really just. I mean, their their whole organization is just. It's it's just they're depending on Deshaun Watson and if he's going to be able to play or not. Chances are he's not going to. He did. He's been accused of doing something wrong, and if he did do something wrong, he will not be able to play in the NFL. So obviously, they signed Tyrod Taylor. They drafted Davis Mills just as backups, just in case he can't play. Uh So. I feel like that was smart because even if he does end up playing in the future, chances are he won't be able to play at the start of the season. So, um, yeah. And then also Philip Lindsay, I thought was a good signing. I like how they got uh, some wide receiver, wide receiver depth after losing Will Fuller. Will Fuller was basically their only good wide receiver. So getting Nico Collins, getting Chris Conley, getting McDonald's Moncrief to just provide a little depth there too, I thought was smart, but like Andrew said, this team is a dumpster fire. They will be terrible this year, and there's no other way to look at it. So, yeah, there's not – I can't really say anything else. Although I do like Desmond King. I definitely think he can be their quarterback one.
0: All right, moving on to a team that is not a dumpster fire, the Indianapolis Colts had a pretty eventful uh, off-season free agency blessed the draft. They made a huge trade with the Eagles, and they acquired Carson Wentz, who is going to be their starting quarterback um, because Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett left. So Carson Wentz will be uh calling the shots in Indianapolis. They re-signed a couple of of their top offensive players, running back Marlon Mack and wide receiver TY Hilton. On the defensive side of the ball, uh they signed Xavier Rhodes, uh re-signed him who was good for them last year, and also signed former Cowboys defensive tackle Anton Woods who I liked, but Sally's not on the Cowboys anymore. In the draft, the Colts signed um someone I thought should have went a little higher, um but nevertheless, uh He's found a great home with the Colts. Quitty pay defensive end out of Michigan. Um, he has a ton of talent, definitely has some, some flaws in this game, but he could be a really good player. Um, and then outside of that, they drafted a couple offensive players. Um, they drafted a QB from Texas, Sam Ellinger, who was a household name in college football. If you watch college football, but other than that, no real other, uh, interesting players. Um, Tyler, what do you think about the Colts offseason?
1: Uh, before Dean goes, I just want to really say I like Carson Wentz in the Colts offense. I think he, that he will be very good. I think he's going to have a bounce back season. So if you're preparing to uh, play fantasy football this season, definitely keep your eye on Carson Wentz. I definitely think he could be a steal of a quarterback in fantasy football this season.
2: You know, that's what I thought this season of Carson Wentz. thought he was going to be a sleeper. Absolutely horrible. Um, I don't know why they uh, took Sam Ellinger. Uh, they already have Jacob Eason, but... Uh, Other than the Quidi Pay pick, I didn't really like the Colts draft, but uh, then again, they technically got their franchise quarterback. I mean, used to be probably one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL created to think that Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate and then he got injured. I'm pretty sure that season, but uh, yeah, uh, Colts, I think Carson Wentz agree with Tyler. I think that he's definitely going to have a bounce back year and I think they're going to win the division
1: another player really quickly Jonathan Taylor I know this doesn't have to do with their offseason Jonathan Taylor will be a really good running back this season He is so much talent he's a good offensive line he's a good quarterback they will be this offense will be dangerous this season they will be I love my man Philip Rivers but I feel like this offense is gonna be better than they were last season
0: all right uh yeah I guess Jonathan Taylor someone to keep an eye on moving on to another team in the AFC South the Jacksonville Jaguars under new head coach Urban Meyer um they had a few interesting signings. They signed Carlos Hyde, running back, uh, who was on the Seahawks last year. They signed a couple wide receivers, Dorset, uh, Dorsett uh, and Marvin Jones. Um, but other than that, didn't really sign uh, any other, I guess, interesting players. I think their main focus was the draft where they took with the first overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, um, QB, uh, out of Clemson. Um, he has, most people say he has the most potential since like Andrew Luck or John Elway. So we'll see how that turns out. But they definitely, I guess, won the draft in that sense. Their other first round pick was a bit of a questionable pick. Uh, They took Travis Etienne, running back out of Clemson, a former teammate of Trevor Lawrence. So maybe he has some say in that selection, Um, but they just signed Carlos Hyde. So I guess that's a little confusing. And they do have James Robinson, who rushed for over a thousand yards last year. But other than that, didn't really have any other, great uh picks in my opinion i think outside of getting lawrence they didn't have too great of a draft um campbell what do you think about the jaguars offseason
3: um yeah the story of their offseason was definitely the draft they got the best the best player in the draft in trevor lawrence he's going to be a really fun to watch as you said a sort of a questionable pick taking running back out of clemson travis i actually don't know how to pronounce his name sadly but yeah I don't know what was going on there with Trevor Lawrence wanting his friend on the team, but I don't I don't know what that pick was, but yeah.
1: Uh, um before we go on to the next pick, I saw today in a report from Urban Meyer that uh that said that uh he said that he's playing Travis Etienne in the slot in rookie camps, which makes sense because now they're gonna pretty much be playing a two running back uh set. Just with one of their running backs maybe playing wider, and it's gonna most likely always be Travis Etienne because James Robinson isn't really a pass catcher. But yeah, dude, this this Jaguars team has a good young offense with Travis Etienne, Trevor Lawrence, and James Robinson. And uh, yeah, if they if they can get some wide receivers in free agency, obviously they sign like Marvin Jones. But in the future, if they can get another weapon for Trevor Lawrence, this team could be sneaky good in the upcoming seasons. So yeah.
2: I'm actually going to quickly disagree with Tyler. I think that Travis Etienne will not work. I thought that was the worst pick of the first round by a mile. Worse than Alex Leatherwood. But um, I think that the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, uh, a great quarterback. I don't know if uh, Urban Meyer is going to work out in Jacksonville, but we might have to save that for another podcast.
1: I never said that I thought it was a good pick. I just said that they're going to play two running backs set and it makes sense because they're going to have a good young offensive core. I never said that was the greatest pick of the first round. I never said it was the smart pick for the Jaguars. I just said that it's a potential thing to watch out for because it could be interesting to watch.
0: It will definitely be interesting to watch. Um, as I saw the report too, that, he'll be in the slot a lot. Uh, moving on to the final team in the AFC South, the Tennessee Titans. Um, in free agency, they made a huge signing, signing linebacker, Bud Dupree, um, who sadly ended his season with, I'm pretty sure a torn ACL, but he should be back fully healthy for this year. And he was having a career year, a pro bowl year, um, for the Steelers last year. Other than that, they signed a couple of cornerbacks, Janoris Jenkins, Kevin Johnson. Um, they also re-signed, uh, Jayon Brown, who I think is a pretty underrated linebacker for them. But other than that, no real other big signings. In the draft, uh, their top pick was Caleb Farley, cornerback out of uh, Virginia Tech. Um, Caleb Farley just underwent a second back surgery in the past two years. Uh, it's been for him, and he has other health issues as well. Um, I think Caleb Farley has a ton of potential. He's a great athlete. The only problem is, can he stay healthy? I'm not sure if he can. Um, outside of that, didn't really have any other draft selections that caught my eye. I don't really know about you, uh, but what do you guys think about the Tennessee Titans offseason?
1: They took Caleb Farley in the first round, right? I'm correct about that?
0: Yeah, I just said that.
1: Okay. yeah. Uh, sorry, I was I was looking at a different tab uh, about the Tennessee Titans. But obviously, they lost to David and Clowney. Um, yeah, that, I, they replaced him with Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree won't be able to play for, like, the probably the first half of the season. They lost Desmond King, replaced him with Janoris Jenkins. Fine there. They improved their defense a little bit, adding uh, uh, Jayon Brown. But uh other than that, I mean they didn't do very much. I feel like they probably could have done more. But uh well, the thing that I'm concerned about is that they don't really have a wide receiver too anymore. They lost Corey Davis. And uh obviously Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL. But I feel like to compete fully with some of the best teams in the AFC, they kind of need a productive, uh a productive passing game too. And I don't know if A.J. Brown can do that all by himself. They lost Johnny Smith, too. So, I mean, I don't know. I I feel like the Titans aren't going to be as good of a team as last year. I feel like the Colts have a better chance of winning the division this year just because they improved and the Titans did not. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Titans, obviously, as long as they have Derrick Henry, they're going to be good. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, uh, I have, like, Tyler, I'm concerned about their receiver core. They got Josh Reynolds. Was he on the Rams? He was on the Rams. Um and then they only drafted one wide receiver uh, in the draft. And what I'm reading about uh, Des Fitzpatrick, who they took, seems like they kind of reached on him, not going to lie. So I'm um, kind of concerned about the Titans receiving core. And I think that Dupree's an upgrade over Clowney because uh, he didn't really do anything for them last season. So yeah, Titans, if uh, Farley stays healthy, he's going to be really good.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with you there, Dean. Um I'm not sure if I agree with Tyler's bold statement that Derek Henry's the best running back in the league, but that's a discussion uh, for another day. Moving on to...
1: I, I mean, like, like rushing running back. Like, he's the best running back on the ground, and you can't
0: All kind right, of yes. say that.
1: But, like, obviously, you can make a case for Christian McCaffrey, too.
0: And there's some other people, too. But we don't have to talk about don't that now. Don't
1: say Zeke. Do I'm not, not say saying Zeke.
0: Zeke. I'm don't not saying say Zeke. Zeke. There's a guy that Campbell likes a lot on the Giants, and there's also a guy on the Saints that's also pretty good. Uh, and a guy on the Vikings is also pretty good. But we don't have to talk about this now. Moving on to the Denver Broncos offseason, they had a very interesting trade with the Panthers where they acquired Teddy Bridgewater. Um, They didn't draft a quarterback, and we'll get into their draft picks in a second. Um, So I'm not sure. I guess they still have belief in Drew Locke, although Drew Locke was horrendous last year. So I guess they're getting Teddy Bridgewater as just an emergency backup quarterback. Other than that, they didn't really do anything else on the offensive side of the ball. But defensively, they re-signed both of their starting safeties Justin Jackson I mean Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson um mix up those names and they also signed two cornerbacks Ronald Darby and Kyle Fuller so their secondary is amongst the best in the league now uh getting those guys on their team and in the draft they drafted Pat Sertan the second out of Alabama so I think it's safe to say that their secondary is going to be elite and when you're in a division with teams like the Chiefs uh I'll say it teams like the Chargers um, and even the Raiders when you have good passing offenses you're going to need to have a good secondary to cope with that so I do like uh, this offseason by the Broncos so far outside of that um, one pick I think that sticks out to me is their second round pick Javante Williams I think he's going to be a really good player for them they lost Philip Lindsay so they did uh, need to fill a hole there at running back they didn't have-
1: necessarily lose him I think they released him if I'm correct
0: all right. So well, maybe they released they him. In, maybe him. they maybe they released him in hopes to get a running back. They don't really have much belief in Melvin Gordon, although he's came out and said he hates being disrespected. He's being disrespected by his own franchise, by his own team. Um, so yeah, I think Javante Williams is going to be a really good player. I think he's a minor steal in this draft. But outside of that, um, their draft was pretty uneventful. Uh, what do you guys think?
2: I mean, Jamar Johnson, also who I thought fell. Really bad in the draft. um He was one of the bet- better safeties on the board. He fell to like what? Let me check. The fifth round. He fell to the fifth round. So I thought he was one of the better safeties in the draft. So I like that pick. Yeah, their their secondary is absolutely stacked. Arguably one of the best in the league.
1: Um. Yeah, the Broncos have been getting a lot of hate for taking Patrick Sertan over Justin Fields. Obviously, there's some reasoning behind that. Justin Fields could have been their franchise quarterback. Drew Bre- Sorry, Drew Locke was absolutely horrendous last season. And obviously he had that ridiculous comeback win against the Chargers. I don't like talking about that, but that was basically his only good game last season. So they should be getting Corbin Sun back. They have Jerry Judy, a new quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater. He didn't play too terribly last season. I mean, obviously the Panthers weren't good, but they didn't have Christian McCaffrey most of the season. If Teddy Bridgewater can be consistent, I don't think he'll be bad. Obviously, I think this team is going to be the worst in the division. This division, I feel like, is going to be one of the better ones in the NFL, consisting of the uh, the Chiefs and, yeah, the Chargers. But And also, I don't think the Raiders will be terrible either. So uh, I feel like the Broncos didn't do too much. Their secondary is really good. And like Andrew talked about, they need a good secondary in a division like this with some really good receiving cores. But obviously, the big headline for them going into next year is going to be, like, should they just... Should they have taken Justin Fields? But obviously Patrick Schembri will be a really good corner in the NFL. But yeah,
0: um, I didn't know this was a bold take, a uh, hot take podcast. Um, but Tyler, I guess, is playing by his own rules here. Um, not sure if that's going to be the best division because I think you need at least more than one playoff team. And I don't. Wait, know if wait, wait! Has, Did I say the
1: best division? I said one of the better.
2: One of the best. One of the better. One of them is guaranteed to make the playoffs.
0: I mean, when you only have one team that's considered a lock to make the playoffs, I don't know if you can make that statement, but we're going to move on to uh, the only team uh, that's a lock to make the playoffs, virtually a lock, barring any major injuries, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Their offseason consisted of revamping their offensive line. They released almost everyone um, except for Mike Remmer's offensive tackle. They re-signed him. They went out and signed, uh, Joe Tooney to a huge five year, $80 million deal. Um, they re-signed, um, or not re-signed. They signed Kyle Long, who is coming out of retirement. I'm not sure how good he's going to be coming out of retirement, but he was good while he played. Uh, I'm pretty sure he went to Michigan. I may be wrong on that. Don't quote me on that, but that means he's good. Um, they also signed, they also traded with the Ravens, as mentioned earlier in this podcast for Orlando Brown. Um, who is going to be uh, a really good tackle to protect uh, Patrick Mahomes. Um, But outside of that, they didn't really do much in free agency. And in the draft, because of that Orlando Brown trade, they didn't have a first round pick. Um, So with the second round pick, their top pick, they drafted Nick Bolton, a linebacker out of Missouri. Um, I don't really know much about him. Uh, We'll see how he is. Other than that, their draft didn't really consist of anyone I know other than their fifth round selection of Cornell Powell, I only know him from watching uh, him in the national championship, uh, and, uh, college football playoff, uh, with Clemson. But other than that, no one else I really think is worth mentioning, uh, Campbell, anything, uh, on their off season.
3: Oh uh, yeah. Andrew really covered it all. You guys, uh, you all saw the super bowl last year. If you didn't, you might as well click off of this podcast, but, uh, the chiefs needed to revamp their offensive line. And, uh, they did that this offseason, and that was pretty much all they needed to do. And, uh, yeah, they have Patrick Mahomes, and they're probably going to give it a run this year again, as, as Andrew said, as long as there aren't any injuries to stop them.
1: Obviously, I mean, the Chiefs' offensive line in the playoffs was atrocious, but their offensive line in the regular season was one of the best in the NFL. It's been one of the best in the NFL the past couple of seasons. It's that, they, that both of their tackles were hurt for the, for the Super Bowl And like one of their guards or something. So they basically didn't have three out of their five starting offensive linemen. And when that happens against a good defensive line, you basically stand no chance. But obviously, they got Orlando Brown, who's going to be a really good player for them, I think. Really good offensive tackle, all pro. Uh, Frustrated, he went to the Chiefs when the Chargers needed him. But obviously, we got Rashawn Slater. So Rashawn Slater, sorry. It's it's all fine. So um, yeah, I feel like the Chiefs didn't really do anything notable other than that, but
0: all right, moving on to um, another team that was pretty active in free agency in terms of the amount of guys they signed, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, one of the most interesting signings, I think, is uh, running back Kenyon Drake. Um, I'm not sure how he's going to fit with Josh Jacobs. Both went to Alabama, fun fact. Um, but I think Kenyon Drake could be a good addition, a good explosive addition to that offense. As Dean alluded to earlier, they got John Brown, um, who's a, really good deep threat uh, with the bills last year. I think um, he'll be good for Derek Carr. Um, They signed a couple offensive uh, lineman guys that aren't really worth talking about defensively. They signed former chargers cornerback Casey Hayward recently. Um, And they also signed uh, Yannick Ngakwe um, who was traded from the Vikings to the Ravens last year um, to be, I guess their defensive end alongside Max Crosby. So that'll be interesting one, two punch. But other than that, no real other big signings uh, in the off season. In the draft, Dean quickly mentioned their first round pick of Alex Leatherwood, who was an offensive tackle out of Alabama. No offense to Alex Leatherwood, but he's not first round material. Uh, he might end up being a great uh, NFL player. But the thing is, at that selection, at the 17th overall selection, he was definitely a huge reach. However, I think they made up for it with their second round pick, uh, Trayvon Morig, um, safety out of TCU I think he was regarded as the top safety in a draft um and I think Dean knows a little bit about him so uh what do you think about uh their offseason Dean
2: funny enough Andrew um I saw this uh TikTok conspiracy about the Raiders draft and how they absolutely finessed the system they took Alex Leatherwood someone who wasn't even supposed to go in the first round everyone went crazy and they then they took uh Trevon Moerig in the second round who people would have been fine with with them taking in the first round. He just happened to fall to them in the second round. So technically, if you just slip swap them, then no one really has a problem with their pick. But uh, I mean, if that didn't happen, Alex Leatherwood's probably one of the worst uh, picks in the first round. But I mean, the Raiders, um, I don't agree with the Kenyon Drake uh, signing. Uh, again, they signed him for two years. Um, they have Josh Jacobs, who some people overrate him heavily and think he's a top 10 running back. I don't think so personally, but I don't like the addition of Kenyon Drake because it's just going to clog the backfield, and I don't think it was really that much of a position of need. Um, they gutted their offensive line over the offseason. Uh, they uh, they tried to uh, uh, allocate some of their free agency and their draft picks to getting offensive linemen to replace all the guys that they traded away or released or didn't re-sign, and they also got Yannick Ngakwe. I don't know if Andrew mentioned him already, but uh, he's really good. Uh, he just... I mean, he was on the Vikings, didn't really work out, went to the uh, Ravens. He was okay, but he definitely has a lot of talent, and he's definitely going to bring something to the table for the Raiders.
1: Um, I don't hate the Kenyon Drake pickup. Obviously, like, I don't, I don't think they got him. I don't think they overpaid for him. And if you've seen Raiders games in the past, I've watched when they played the Chargers. They play a decent amount. They play a lot of – they used – two running backs a lot. I mean, if you like, if you follow fantasy football, you know that Josh Jacobs wasn't too great because Jalen Rashard played a lot. So if they just replace Jalen Rashard with a better running back and Kenyon Drake's still a pass catcher, I feel like there's no harm in doing that. They have the money to do it. Why not just upgrade there? So, And they can also play some two running back sets. I feel like their offense could work with that because they have a fast tight end and uh, Darren Waller and a speedster and Henry Ruggs. So I feel like, you know what? I it wasn't the worst pickup for them, and then also I feel like it was good for them to upgrade on defense. Frustrated me that Casey Hayward went there, but uh, yeah, they got Yannick and Gakway, which I thought was a good signing for them. But uh, yeah, let's let's move on to the best team in the NFL real quick.
0: Another not even hot take, just incorrect take uh, by Tyler. There, we'll move on to the Los Angeles Chargers. So I know Tyler's very eager to talk about them, but just to highlight on the offensive side of the ball sign they their biggest signing was Corey Lindsley, five year, $62.5 million deal to be their uh center of the future. Took him from the Packers. Not sure how yes, Dean feels yes. about that. I would one. just
1: like to reiterate that Dean said we wouldn't take him from the Packers, and we took him from the Packers. Just would like to rub that in Dean's face for a
0: All right, well, to finish off their signings uh, offensively, they signed Jared Cook uh, from the Saints, who was released because the Saints have cat problems. Um, they didn't make any other big signings. They re-signed Michael Davis, um, who's a, a good, solid cornerback for them. But outside of that, nothing big. Uh, in the draft, Tyler also, has already brought his name up several times. They signed uh, Rashawn Slater. Um, arguably, the as good as Panay Sewell, maybe a little worse. I know he's pretty good from watching Northwestern play Michigan a couple times. Um, he was good against defensive rookie here this past year, Chase Young in college. So we'll, we'll see how... Uh, he is. Um, But to highlight their draft, I think they got another steal uh, in Asante Samuel Jr., cornerback from Florida State, someone I thought maybe the Cowboys should have taken with their second round pick. Um, But outside of that, uh, no real other uh, important names worth mentioning. Uh, Tyler, what do you think about your team's offseason?
1: So obviously, I'm going to detail this team a little bit more than I have for some of the other ones. But I feel like the big headline for the Chargers is getting offensive line help. sign the best center in the league, or who a lot of people think is the best center in the league, and Corey Lindsley. Then got two guards who will are immediate starters and Matt Filer uh, from the Steelers and Odie Aboshe Aboshi. I think I pronounced that right. Starter from the Lions. So obviously, two two much needed replacements for the Chargers, and then also getting Rash- Rashawn Slater on the at, at the left tackle position. Great pick from the Chargers. Didn't need to move up for him either. Great value, great need. So a perfect pick in the first round. And then again, a great pick in the second round with Asante Samuel. Uh, Another position in need. We obviously let go of Casey Hayward, which leaves a void uh, at an outside corner. Chris Harris Jr. is kind of, as he's gotten older, has kind of converted to more of a slot corner. Michael Davis is really good too, but uh, he had probably the best season of his career last year. But I still think that, With they have some leftover money, so maybe going to still get out, uh, get a veteran and free, uh, who's still a free agent. I don't know. Probably not Richard Sherman, but that's still a name that is still a free agent, but maybe someone like that. And then obviously in the later rounds, got a flyer, uh, someone who could, who, who a lot of people called a steal, actually, and Chris Rump from Duke, uh, edge linebacker, explosive. He was ranked like 70th overall in the draft, and we got him at like 150 or something, 160. So, Uh, Yeah, good pick there, but I feel like the Chargers are a much much improved team. I feel like getting a better offensive line can be very, very important, especially with a young quarterback like Justin Herbert, who if he gets pocket time is an extremely dangerous quarterback. So awesome, awesome. I love the offseason so far. Maybe add a couple more players for depth and uh, maybe another cornerback to round out that defense. But with Derwin James returning, watch out for the Chargers this upcoming season.
0: Also, I forgot to mention someone else returning: Michael Badgley, one of the worst statistical oh, kickers Badge- uh, we, we, in the NFL. Signed, last season, we
1: signed a guy named Tristan Vassano Bassi- who's been working out with our old uh, kicker Nick Novak, who was really good. But uh, I definitely gonna ha- We need a kick in competition. I don't. I pff, last year was the yeah. I think Tyler year. could.
0: I, Tyler, I think you could probably compete with Michael Badgley. La- last um,
1: year it basically costed us over half of the games we lost. So definitely definitely would like a little bit of a kicking adjustment going into next year
0: yeah we'll see how that works out but uh that'll do it for today's episode we covered uh all the afc teams uh definitely tune in uh to this episode and next week where we're gonna drop our nfc um i guess offseason review where we detail all the teams in the nfc but thanks for watching